Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we're coming at you with some Mortal Kombat 2021, the new Mortal Kombat movie, which actually I'm kind of surprised. We're almost at like episode 500, and we've never done any of the Mortal Kombat movies before on here, which is it's just weird when you think about it when you have 500 episodes. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of came up like in passing conversation, or maybe you talked about a new game or something like that. Because mm-hmm. you're more of a Mortal Kombat fan than I am. I mean, I, I like it, but I was it was never my favorite franchise for me. My favorite fighting game was always Street Fighter, and there's probably even a couple between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But um, I still always liked Mortal Kombat, though. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like so that's how I kind of feel too. It's like you know, probably Street Fighter and Dead or Alive. Like I always feel Dead or Alive is my favorite fighting game to play. Street Fighter is probably my just overall favorite, but then Mortal Kombat kind of trickles in right afterwards because I think Mortal Kombat has like the second best roster of like characters, if not almost like literally as good as Street Fighter. Because you know, like just about every character in Mortal Kombat's cool. That's the thing is they, they really just don't make too many funky characters in it, and uh, they always got great storylines and so on. Because I just had you know a Mortal Kombat marathon not too long ago where I played through eleven. I went backwards. I played through eleven, then I played ten. Then I played nine again, and it's just one of those ones. Like those ones are so much fun, especially nine. Nine's just really like one of those games. It's just got probably like the best storyline and single player mode in any fighting game ever made. I really think. I've seen a little bit of nine. I played a little bit of nine at your place. Um, I have eleven because I saw it for sale for the Switch, mm-hmm. and I'm playing through the story now. I'm not done with it, but. Um, I, I would just, it was one of those things, you, you, you know, you get those buys where it's just like, it's a game you you want to get and you want to finish it, but it's kind of more like, uh, I, I got it mainly because it was only 14 bucks, you know? Yeah. So then, and then like, you're like, you know what? I should probably finish the, this other bigger game first, then come back to this. Cause this could probably, the story mode in that could be knocked out pretty quickly. Yeah. I was say, cause that Mortal Kombat one, if you only have the first part of 11 and you don't have the second one, I think it's only like three hours long. Maybe that story, if that even. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. it's not too long. If you got both of them, then it's kind of like a complete story. But um, but yeah, no, it's like they've always done kind of a cool job at that. And then as it kind of goes, you know, you get the original Mortal Kombat movie. I think just that in itself is like one of the most ultimate '90s kids like moments. You know, I feel if there's someone out there who might not understand that movie, I just kind of feel like, well, you might have had you had to been there. You know, if, if you weren't there at that time period, you know of 1995 and just you know Mortal Kombat just being the in game and just the awesomeness of all that kind of stuff and the soundtrack and all that kind of jazz that goes along with it I feel like that that's a hard one to sort of recapture to someone who wasn't there like you know what I mean if you're like the astronaut child from another world coming here <laughs> looking at it like you know it, it's just one of those ones yeah no I get you and it's also one of those things like I remember cause now I mean, every so often, violence in video games, every so often that conversation pops up with, like, older people, but it, not as much as it once did. And I feel like um, something like Mortal Kombat, people, they might hear about that, younger people might hear about that kind of thing, but they don't understand, like, how much of an effect Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter of all things, mm-hmm. and Doom, and grand theft auto had the effect they had on all that in the 90s so the idea of a mortal kombat movie coming out it was pg-13 may sound weird but the time i get it because who mainly liked it teenagers and kids yeah because yeah if you made mortal kombat in 95 rated r well a lot of the target audience is you know not gonna be able to go see it or they're gonna do the they're gonna do the south park thing where they buy other tickets they buy wild wild west tickets to go see the south park movie instead you know that, that's always the danger about it. Nowadays, I don't think it's as big of a deal, but back then, that was always probably the danger about making a radar movie, is that, like, yeah, the kids might still see it, but they're going to buy a different movie ticket to come on in. Yeah, there's that. And the other thing about that is, like, now it's... When people still get on the, oh, video games, those are for kids, aren't they? It's like, by that point, I just get furious when I when I hear that. I'm like, have you... Do you have the fucking internet? I'm assuming you you have a phone, you know? <laughs> so you, you can probably Google something, you know? I mean, I don't expect everyone to keep up with every little bit of it, but, but the idea of, like, yeah, well, kids are going to play it. Like, kids don't have 60 bucks to blow on every week to go buy a game, you know? Yeah. Most kids at least don't. So, and the idea that, like, you know, they, 
this this shit eventually aged with its audience. So it makes sense for like you know something like this to be rated R and all that. There's another tangent I was going to make. It wasn't so much that, but there was another tangent I was about to go on. But um, well, I was just going to say this real quick, just because I, I I sent a text message to you about this, but I remember like I was picking up my mom's mail and she had one of her AARP old people magazines and it had Michael Douglas on the cover. So you know at least <laughs> for me it was like okay, there's, there's the Doug on there, but it had an entire section of like video games and video game histories and so on and i was just like that's actually kind of weird and i remember i was kind of just sort of flipping through it and so on and it felt like it was meant it was literally meant for like it's like are you 75 years old and you feel like you need to finally catch up on what this video game thing is here well here's like a history timeline what's the new in-game pop well, what's the popular ones with the kids these days like don't don't fall behind old people like that's what it really reminded me of it reminded me like it was meant to be like a catch-up now, I know last time you guys checked this thing out, it was by Ralph Bear, but things have gotten a little bit more, like, you know, like even then, though, that would have been like, oh, fuck this shit. But, like, the whole thing of um, when people still get kind of cold feet about, like, movie studios, and we're, we're going to get into the movie Mortal Kombat, but when people get, like, cold feet on, can we make this R? Is it bankable? And, like, dude, it's been bankable for the last 30 fucking years. Yeah. If the first Mortal Kombat movie didn't, like, tell you that it was bankable, like, come on. <laughs> and you could say what you... I mean, I, I don't like the second Mortal Kombat movie. I love but that I know, one, but that's just me. I, I know that, like, I know the hardcore fans, because they managed to get every character at the time into that, so even if they're just there for a minute, I know, I mean, it didn't really do it for me, but let, just jumping ahead, and I'm, I'm going talking about the Mortal Kombat movie we got today, um... I just thought it was okay, unfortunately. I wish I could come in here and say... I really wanted to like it a lot. Uh-huh. I really wanted to. But I just thought it was okay. And I like the original one. The original one more. What can I say? That one had more personality to it. Well, I, I definitely agree there, too. Like, I'll say, like... I enjoyed this new Mortal Kombat movie, but out of, like, if you compare this to the other three Mortal Kombat movies, I guess you could say there's kind of other ones, too, but they're a little bit sort of different. But um, let's just say the main three being the first two, the animated movie that came out last year, and then this one. Like, this one's definitely my least favorite of them all, you know, because it's like... And also, I mean, like, nostalgia-wise and so on, like, Mortal Kombat 1 is just so good. Always takes me back. I watched it not too long ago, and it was just like, it just reminded me, like, dude, you're sucked in instantly. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's got the bright colors and everything like that. The second movie, I feel like, it is kind of, it is corny. Like, I'm not saying the second one's not corny and doesn't feel like a B picture, but I still just like it anyways, because it just added in all kinds of characters that you normally would never have seen in a movie, and it has just that. I mean, like, yeah, you gotta put up the corniness and the bad CG and whatnot, but that almost feels like, I, I like that as the charm of it, you know, but, um... The weird thing about this one is the new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2021, is that um, it has, this is, because you sent me a texture like, dude, it gives me like this 2006 feeling, and I'm watching, I'm like, it remind it has the feeling of an X-Men movie, like an X-Men 1, 2, 3 yeah. era kind of film. Like, it just feels like that, just with the rated R-ness. That's almost kind that, of how it is. But I feel like the kind of, when I say, too, not to like, you know... Not to split hairs, but when I when I say the 2006ness, I know X, like first few X Men's like 2001, 2000. Yeah. Um, for me, it's kind of like how do I put this? Like, I feel like 2006 and 2000, like seven and eight, is where they started saying, you know what? Maybe we can start making these a little bit more violent and try to take it seriously, you know. But at the same time, we don't want to go too crazy because we want to keep it in the realm of reality. You know, so well, and even though it doesn't really do so much the realm of reality, it's still it, it kind of stays very simplified. And you're right, I I, not, I didn't think of it at the time, but X Men is kind of a good example of that. Well, I think the 2006 kind of like thing it makes sense too because it reminds me of like okay, that's kind of like that's because that was like when we got a surge of violent movies, and I always use uh, Rambo number four is kind of the one that sort of it might have been the first one to do it, but I felt like from that point on it was like oh cool, violence is okay. In movies again and so on we can go real hardcore and then you know you had grindhouse you had punisher war zone you know there's there just a handful Post, of um uh hostile yeah there, there, there was a lot of stuff at that time period that like was and that's where it kind of feels like it feels like that era like and it's weird that like we're not that far away from that era but it seems like we've seen a lot of movies it seems like recently that have these like 
2000s era vibe like you know like almost like generally it feels like that takes like 20 plus years where you kind of have it where like you know you have like a tarantino like pulp fiction and it's like oh it's got a 70s vibe to it and so on like that but it just seems weird to have like hey we got this tooth we're trying to make movies kind of like if it was like underworld or resident evil time period the post yeah the post matrix era even though there wasn't a lot of gunfire, I did get some kind of post-Matrix era from this, but a little bit of also of, like, I don't know, I got, like, a weird combination of things. And I guess the, the thing with this movie, if I saw this movie back in 05 or, like, maybe 04 or something, I probably would have been like, oh, wow, that movie was awesome. Because, you know, yeah, they, they may have done this, they may have done that, but did you see... The part where the where the, the 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 lady with the wings gets splits and gets split in half. Did you see this? Did you see that? But at the same time, when you boil it down, it is like it, it feels kind of like like Dragon Ball Z. Maybe this isn't the best example, but like they have those episodes where they're just kind of training for a while. They're just mm-hmm. training in the same spot, and it, it's like maybe a two or three episode arc. It feels like that. And because they don't even get to go to the fucking tournament by the end of this, you're thinking, okay, a little bit of training, we're gonna have the tournament, but the tournament doesn't even happen. Like, we'll see you next time. Yeah, it is kind of. Well, the thing is, it's like it. And, and now, this, sometimes this is the weird thing. Is like I feel like when I watch these movies off HBO Max and so on, like it always just makes the movie feel like I'm watching a little bit less great of a movie. If I would have saw this in cinemas, which I guess if you weren't living in California, that's that's probably a possibility, but. um I feel there would be a it would almost make the movie feel a little bit more grandier but like when you watch it like at home it, they always have that straight to DVD feel <laughs> like I just picked this movie up like like one of those ones that would have came out like hey we got the new Mortal Kombat game coming out but pick up like you know the live action you know straight to video movie like tie in pick up or like you know like make a double feature of it watch Blood Rain 3 yeah like it kind of has like that sort of feel to it now granted like I still think like when the, when the violence is there the violence is great I think they got some good kills in there some fun action and so on but um I think the thing that kind of like the only thing kind of like brings it down a bit for me is by having that X-Men feel is it like they've almost like minused out the colors in it and they like you know Katana doesn't have or not Katana but uh, Melina doesn't have any purple in her at all Sub-Zero doesn't even have blue on him it's like are you it's one of those ones where it's like it, when I first saw him I'm like I almost didn't even think that was Sub-Zero because he was like so in like such a dark black outfit you know what I mean? Like I thought he he was blue, wasn't he? Was like a dark blue, or is it more? I just mean, just there probably around? was like that, like ever so slightly. Like someone would be like, yeah, that's like a you know, you know that blue that comes right before it turns into black. But like he was yeah. not, you know. He, I feel like at this day and age, like can't we like have you know you got these video game like characters? I think they need more color to them. You know, yeah. I, I don't know why people are still so afraid of color. You know, it's just like can't we just get a little bit more color like into our stuff now? Like not this like super gray tone darkness and. And so on, you know. I mean, some of the characters I feel look, look better than others. Like I think Liu Kang looks really good. I think Sonya Blade yeah. does too. Um, Kung Jack, Lao looks Jax really good. looks great. Jax is awesome. You know, he's got probably the biggest arc out of everybody in there. And then um, Kung Lao, yeah, Kung, good. Kung Lao is like dialed into the max. But I just think of like you know Sub Zero has that, and then you know it's just a couple. I guess I said Melina and Sub Zero are the ones that could have stood out to me the most. That like it's like hey, couldn't you just give them a little bit of color? You know what I mean? Like. I'm not asking much. It could be dark purple or dark blue, you know, but, like, it's just, just a little bit more color. Well, let me just say this. Spoilers ahead. This is where we're going to spoil, spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Mortal Kombat, so, so I mean, it's, you know. What? If you played a Mortal Kombat game, you've probably seen some of these things happen. Yeah, but, I mean, not even just going into the main, as the beat for beat, all that stuff. Now... The biggest problem I have with the movie, because it's, like, a mistake that they, they didn't even really make this mistake back in the day of, like, of uh, when they were first making video game movies. It's a, it's a mistake that they... I get it depending on what it is, but this is just so dumb to me. And a lot of people saying, you know what, I don't think he was that bad, or I don't think... I think the idea of adding this new character, Cole Young, and making him the great, like, the descendant of Scorpion, that is so fucking stupid yeah i i i I, it's just it's so fucking dumb to me and i don't know i'm not trying to put it all on the 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 writer maybe it was suits leaning in over his shoulder or whatever there's a bunch of ways because i don't get like well we need someone there to ask the questions yeah you already you could have anybody ask those questions or thrown into that you could have 
Johnny Cage there asking the questions. You could have you don't even need someone asking the questions. You could have Sonya Blade investigating, trying to find this shit out, and she finds it out for herself. Or Jax, or you know what I mean? There's any number of ways you could have done this. And they get this and for a minute I'm like, okay, they're gonna probably maybe do a surprise twist. Maybe it's gonna be like he is like actually the bad guy. He's like a descendant of some villain, not not descendant of, of um before I pieced together is totally Scorpion. I mean, I figured it out early on, but for a minute I was thinking maybe he's like the villain, a, a particular villain. We're following him in his shoes, and then he goes down the wrong path, and he becomes a villain by the halfway point or by the end of the movie. And now we're just we just used him to introduce like that'd be kind of interesting. But then it's not the case. He's just a made up guy. And, and the thing is, what's so stupid to me is about having a surrogate avatar character for the audience. Mm-hmm. Video games are already surrogate avatars. You already are putting yourself in the place of Liu Kang or Sonya or Kano or Sub-Zero or Jax. Or, there's so many other characters you're already putting yourself in. The, of all the things to put make an avatar character, why the fuck do you choose it to be a video game? Yeah, no, well, because it just, it just takes up a place. What I really think the whole point of that character was is that they want... It felt like... They wanted to put, like, okay, if we're going to have this extreme violence and so on, we got to have a family man in there to back it up. That like, Fuck that. And, and, Fuck him and his family. And, and and that's literally, like, that's what it felt like. It felt like he was there to sort of counterbalance the the violence for mom and pop in Oklahoma. Like, that's the, he was the 100% made so that it's almost that thing that, like, you, if you don't have the family man character there, you almost can't do these violent acts because then it would look like you're almost doing just like some kind of like grindhouse film or something. But like that's what Mortal Kombat is. Like Mortal Kombat is like literally taking like all your best like ultra violent kung fu and action movies and Evil Dead type stuff and jamming it together to like this ultimate martial arts like experience. You know what I mean? Because that's in a sense what the way I always look at Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat's like in a, the American way of like. Hey, you grew up watching all these dubbed kung fu movies and so on, and all your action flicks, including like Arnold and Jean Claude Van Damme, and you know all those characters and so on. And now it's like let's just throw this together in like the most ultimate cool game, and you know have this you know awesome epic thing. And you don't, I feel like yeah, you don't need this weird family aspect to it or so. Like it's not in the sense like Mortal Kombat's not supposed to be family and so on. They, they've kind of been doing this for a while. Scorpion has. In some of the games in recent times, they have given him, like, sort of the, like, the family element, but he's always been more like the anti-hero, like, you killed my son, and I'm fucking pissed, you know, like, that kind of thing. Not like the, hey, man, I got a family, and uh, I'm not really a good fighter, and I, I mean, at some point I might have been, but it, obviously I've, nobody's ever known about it. Well, there's even something they could have done there. They could have, I mean, this, it, it would just make it a little bit more of an interesting character arc. What if the thing is, like, even if you do have this character who is not in the games, just as a character, he was boring as fuck. Well, and he, it's like, they, they could have done something with him where he is a really good fighter, but it, it he makes more money if he throws the fight, you know? And they didn't do that, though. They just did like, oh, yeah, I'm just down on my luck, and I just gotta hope one day I find my magic chi, which gives me golden armor and fighty sticks, you know? <laughs> so it's like... It, it, it's just one of those things where it's like it's not like it sounds like I hate the movie I don't hate the movie I just think the movie's okay because mm-hmm. there are things in the movie that are legitimately good the opening of the movie is legitimately good with Sub-Zero and Scorpion um, Scorpion that scene's cool uh, Kano is the best part of this movie yeah. Kano like I feel like Kane, that guy was either improvising or they had a separate writer for Kano is what it feels like. No, Kano was done really well. Like, he's the whole way through, he's fun, he's funny. Because at first when I saw the trailer, I'm like, is Kano supposed to be, like, a good guy and he's just going to kind of change? It's like, no, I like how he, no, he was a bad guy the whole time. It's just they had to, like, sort of forcefully work together. And it was like, that that kind of works out. I thought that was a neat arc. I will say Kano kind of made sense why Johnny Cage wasn't there at first because I felt like, you know, almost like in a sense, if you look at it, Kano's almost like the bad version of Johnny Cage because Johnny Cage would would have almost like the funny puns and the stupid kind of like ideas and so on. And Kano sort of did that, but with a bad guy kind of element. So I'm like, well, I sort of see, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can only have so many characters with so much screen time. So choosing Kano over Johnny Cage for this one, I felt like, well, you know what? I, I actually kind of like that because a lot of times Kano never gets enough screen time and other things. So I, I enjoyed Kano quite a bit. 
I think that it, like I think you still do Johnny Cage, just kind of more of like a um, yeah. You do you do say. Johnny Cage. You make him the Cole character instead, or you take Cole out. And you put Johnny there. That would have been what you did. Well, I'm not even. I'm not even. I think he could have. I mean, it, it, you don't have to. He doesn't have to be the main character. Like I honestly think if you are doing a Mortal Kombat, I mean, a Mortal Kombat story, and you you can correct you you know Mortal Kombat way more than me, but I'm going to assume you either make the main character Scorpion or Liu Kang. Those are my two. That's my assumptions of who you, who you you lean into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because well, because definitely Liu Kang to me always feels like he's like your center main character of Mortal Kombat, like overall. And I mean, and I think I mean, granted, I will say for this movie, I know I they obviously didn't want to go with just like a straight kind of remake feeling that like Mortal Kombat one sort of was because even like the Mortal Kombat animated Scorpion movie, that one kind of follows similar beats of like you know the original game and stuff and kind of has you know the tournament which is the Enter the dragon style and that kind of thing so i do almost kind of give it credit for doing something at least kind of a little bit different but i do feel like you know here's an here's another example almost like take the cole character okay let's say that's johnny cage and instead what it is he's like a 40 something year old movie actor who hasn't had a good movie in like 20 years but he has the marking on him and so on with the marking thing's fucking weird but like whatever that's fucking dumb. but like okay that, that if that's what's going on okay we'll, we'll, we'll just roll with it so he's got the dumb marking and here's the perfect thing is I feel like even though I know some people would think this is kind of this would be like well oh, that's not how it's supposed to go but like almost let's just say that like or maybe even like let's say he's a divorced dad of like I was even gonna say of Sonya but you have to make Sonya older if this was the case but let's just say maybe mm-hmm. even he had a family and that daughter was actually Cassie Cage which is like the main character of Mortal Kombat 10 and 11. Um, even though I know that that's Sonya and uh, Johnny Cage's daughter, but maybe I, I, that would just piss people off no matter what, probably. But just just for using this, like what we sort of have already and molding it. So he's an out of work actor. You know, he's just doing kind of like junk films. He's got his family. So we still have the family element, but it actually is like real characters. You know what I mean? No, I get you. No, and, I think and, that, and that leads as yeah. our kind of main character, you know, into it. You know, instead he takes he just takes over kind of like what the Cole is, but instead of just being uh, like a half-assed UFC fighter, it's um, chosen one bullshit. Yeah, mm. yeah I but, mean, I think that I, I think that you could still do something like that with Johnny C- Johnny Cage. I honestly think that there's like a number of um, ways to go about it. I mean, shit the the animated movie that came out like a year, two years ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that not too long ago. That was really good. That one's that super was super good. And that's only like an hour and 20 minutes. This thing is almost two hours, and so much more happened in that hour and 20 minutes. And granted, animation's always kind of like that. I mean, like, you know, that's how I always feel about an animated movie. Is like an animated movie can only be, it, it can be like an hour, but it almost has like the amount of t- like time that like an hour and a half movie would be, and you know, so on. And, and, and just so you know, I'm not trying to like totally beat up on this movie. I honestly. I, I don't know. I can't say for, for a fact. I, don't, I, I mean, I'm just guessing here more than anything else. I don't think that it's really strictly the, the writer and the director on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I honestly think feel like they were dealing with a studio that didn't really know what to do with the very thing they own, you know, now. Yeah. They, they, they try to put in everything they have a chance to put into. And um, I think that it's like... There's an example I was going to make with this. Like... I know that the reason I know that, that that sometimes people are given boundaries and they have to write within these boundaries and these boundaries the, the budget called for uh yeah they few action scenes here a few action scenes there beyond that they're hanging out in this temple for the rest of the movie like if, if those are your boundaries I guess you gotta try and find a way to make it work I and mean, there's only so much you can do with that but yeah to me on the studio that's just so fucking stupid I understand that the movie I'm talking about the animated one is so much bigger and so much more grander. So, cause you know, either, you know, there's buildings toppling over, you know, Johnny cage stumbles into a fight with Baraka. Then he has to get, get in, like has to run out of a building that's, that's falling apart. All these characters have their own plot points happening here and there, but it still just kind of moved a lot better. It was a lot smoother. And I know you can condense information and in animation, but I still feel like that movie just it's like all right you already have the better version here it's kind of like when you watch it's kind of like when you watch Suicide Squad and then you look at Batman Assault on Arkham like you guys already had the better version over here yeah exactly or even the second like suicide animated movie yeah hell to pay yeah exactly there's one of those things 
Well, this is another one that's always kind of an interesting thing, too, is, okay, like, I know in, in recent years it just seems like both Mortal Kombat movies and games and so on, they've been really, like, like, Scorpion's just been, like, ginormous, it seems like. And I know that people always kind of look at that as, like, he's, like, the biggest character almost of Mortal Kombat, but this, when I was growing up, and I wonder, was this the same way with you? Like, Scorpion wasn't ever the biggest character. I'm not saying he wasn't a big character, but it always felt like Sub-Zero was much bigger than Scorpion, like, just, like, in the 90s at least. Real talk, and this is going to make me sound like a bitch, but I was one of those kids who I I didn't play Mortal Kombat, not because I was against it, but just because, you know, parents would be like, you know, we don't want you playing the violent video games. Like, okay, who am I to go against mother and father, you know? And then <laughs> eventually you go to your friend's house, like, okay, let me see what this is all about. And then, you know, so I, I remember, I remember, like, Scorpion being pretty big. I remember Scorpion and Johnny Cage... And Liu Kang being big. I remember Sub-Zero was there too, but it was because it was, you know, the fire and ice kind of thing with them. Mm-hmm. But um, I always took it as Liu Cage. Liu Kang is the main character, but Scorpion was somewhat of, like, the mascot character. Yeah, but it's like, it seemed like back in the day, and I'm going to use this because even in the 90s... Well, he had his own solo game yeah, too. Yeah, right? Sub-Zero had his... It wasn't a Scorpion. I feel if Scorpion was the biggest character, he would have had his own solo game, not Sub-Zero. You know, so I, I feel like there was a turning point, like, in the 2000s somewhere that Scorpion kind of took over the role of where Sub-Zero was and be, just became almost like, yeah, the mascot character. Liu Kang, I always feel, is the story-driven character, but um, I do feel that, like, well, because I guess, because in a sense, what Scorpion's supposed to be, though, he's, like, he's supposed to be almost like, you know, your anti-hero, like, your Punisher, almost, like, character where, Wolverine. like... Yeah, your Wolverine. That's pretty much what he is for, like, the series, in a sense. You know, where Sub-Zero... Well, Sub-Zero depends which Sub-Zero it is. One Sub-Zero's kind of a bad guy, the other Sub-Zero's a good guy. Just, just depends which brother you get, but, um, <laughs> you know how Mortal Kombat is. It's <laughs> always so some blood feud or some shit, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that was kind of weird, though, is, like, we'll say it's, like, in the beginning of this movie, it's like they made Sub-Zero, like, Chinese, and I was like, what? Sub-Zero, I've never seen him be Chinese in, like, any of these things. They're like two ninja clans fighting over in Japan, like, and that's like, why, why is he Chinese all of a sudden? Or maybe he always was. I don't know. I don't remember that ever, though, in any of the other things. That, that kind of threw a curveball to me. I always assumed he was Japanese. Maybe I'm wrong here, but maybe it could also be one of those things where... They're trying to be conscientious about the actors they hire. So maybe since they got a Chinese guy, they're like, let's just say he's Chinese in this version or whatever. Because even their swords, they had Chinese swords and not katanas. Yeah, well, that that might be the that might be the way it is. Because people are so weird about that nowadays. Like almost like acting seems like nowadays. Like God forbid you act outside of your own character. <laughs> you know, it's just like. Well, those ones, like, in the olden days, it used to be acting was all about, like, hey, I can play a British guy, but I'm American. But nowadays, it'd be like, oh, don't, you dare, don't you dare play that British guy now. Don't put that phony access <laughs> on. That, that's it's a racial slur now. So so maybe was, it's one, uh... one of those things. But that, that threw me off. I was like, why is he speaking Chinese? You know, and it, I, I got, like, the, the subtitles clearly, like, like hey, dumb American. <laughs> We gotta let you know he's speaking Chinese and he's speaking Japanese. Well, might might need to. Well, might need to scratch that theory off because he's from Indonesia. So. Yeah. Well, who knows? But um. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of a little bit weird. But um. Yeah. But yeah. But but beyond all that kind of stuff, let's like instead of just kind of like knocking it down because there is a lot of good stuff going on in this movie. I feel like we can focus on that so it just doesn't always seem as negative. Because I will say the cool thing about it, though. There is a lot of action in it. Like, the, the movie always has a good pace. Like, there is, like, a fight scene, it seems like, at least every ten minutes, if not even sooner than that. So you got some good fight scenes going on. When the violence is there and the fatalities are there, they definitely deliver. You get your blood and guts. You get, like, moves from the game. All kinds of things like that that I think are pretty cool. And kind of keep the movie going. Even if you got the weird kind of stuff in there... Like, at least the flow's good. It's not like one of those movies where it's like, hey, there's this cool action scene at the beginning of Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and then there's not really another one till halfway in, and, and it's kind of short, and then there's the big battle at the end. At least the pace always has something going on. Going back to Scorpion, I just want to wrap up things on Scorpion real quick. Because uh-huh. um, this kind of leads into me kind of complaining just a little bit more, but I'll make it quick. Um, there's the whole thing we were talking about Cole Young character and who he could have been. For a minute, I was like, wait... Well, he's a descendant of Scorpion. And for a second, I'm like, well, this is not what I would have done, but it would make it all seem like it's less in vain. I thought when he has, like, the um, the knife thing for a minute, the throwing blade, if he 
when he unleashed his chi or whatever was going to happen, he would turn into Scorpion. Like, the spirit of Scorpion would take over him, and he would become just a vessel for Scorpion. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, it's not the preferred thing, but at least Scorpion's on the team. Scorpion's there to wreck some wreck house. And then it's just like, nope, 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 nope. He just uh, summoned himself there, and he's just there to fight at the end for a minute. I'm like, uh, I, I guess it just that, that just pisses me off, just because I'm like, you have something. Something a lot of movies been doing lately, and we'll get on the positive of it here mm-hmm. in a second. But something I feel like a lot of franchise films been doing lately is, yo, here's that thing you like. Here's that thing you like. But you're just gonna get a little bit of it, just a little bit, just just wait, just wait, okay, just wait, and then you wait. You get to the end of the movie. Here it is again. Here's the thing. Oh look, it's fucking Scorpion! It's like, well, I mean, yeah, he should. It's not like he. Sh- why is he? Why is it such a big deal? He's here now. He sh- it, uh, I mean, for people who play the games, which are probably people watching the movie, they're used to him just being there, and it's not this big. Like, oh, he's finally here. It's like he's been here for years. Why are we? It's like Godzilla in like the first Godzilla remake. <laughs> yeah, he's only, like, he's only in the movie what? for like twenty minutes. Yeah, why the fuck are we tiptoeing around Godzilla? We know he's fucking there. Yeah, we, we know what he looks like. We've seen the poster. We bought a ticket to see the the movie called Godzilla. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like I noticed a lot of franchises have been doing that lately. And then when they show him there, like, don't worry, we're saving it. This is the money shot. And then you get there, I'm like, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool scene, but. Want have been cooler if Cole wasn't there and it was fucking, it was just fucking Sub Zero fighting him. Yeah, or it would have been just cooler. Like, yeah, time. instead of having Cole there, like, why don't you just use you know the Hanzo, the 1600s version, and that's our old man character that's leading us around. Like, almost even give him. You could even say the Raiden because even Raiden in this movie, like, they make Raiden like such a dick in this one. He's just like, this is what I got to work with. Like, he, hey, fuck he's you. Like, I just I, found I, out I about this. I lost my white hair, so I'm pissed. <laughs> he just has like that bald guy like angriness and stuff like yeah it's just like because most of the time like in the video games Raven's always like okay guys we've got to be positive we're going into the final four game here <laughs> like <laughs> don't, don't fuck this up don't fuck this up come on guys earth realm's in danger we gotta do it and then Raiden will mostly do something where he's like okay I, I, I bought the secret Gatorade from the guy out back in the, in the gym bag you know what I, I, I'm against drugs but I think this one time we might need to use it it's like just the redone version of that scene. Look, it's Raiden's secret stuff. Oh, hey, guys. Because <laughs> it's like the one thing I noticed in a lot of Mortal Kombat video games is Raiden's always trying to do right, but he always ends up just fucking everything up. <laughs> I, I, I opened up on 11, and clearly I missed some things because well, Luke it, Kane and, and Katana are, are zombie people. And they fucking hate Raiden. They're like, oh, we gotta go back in time again and stop this shit from happening. Well, well that's like, like literally playing Mortal Kombat 11. That's like watching Matrix 3 without watching the first two. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you, you really are missing like that, like the first part of the trilogy. Yeah. But, um. No, it's a, yeah, but, um, the, the whole thing with, like, plus they have the thing with Milena where she had like, the whole time, she has scars on her face and then, she then at the very last minute her mouth stretches open and you see all the teeth like that's her fucking thing and you do it right before she dies yeah i mean like granted a lot of times in like the game it's like it's always covered by a veil or something like that so i guess that's true i guess that's so i i i was i I will say i was glad that they actually did because when i first saw i'm like boy that looks like the half-assed way of that's like your half-assed cosplay outfit version like oh she just has some blood splattered across her mouth and so on like that and um but at least they did show her teeth at the end. I thought that was kind of cool that they finally did put that in there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but no, I do agree with the Scorpion thing, because I literally thought that the coal boy was going to turn into, like, Scorpion. I know he's, it's like, like Sailor he, Moon he's probably way, older like than silhouette. us. He's probably, like, 40 years old. He's got, like, a kid and everything like that. But he feels like he's, like, a 20-year-old character. I don't know why. But What came to mind is I thought he was going to, like... You know, like hold it up, like in the name of the moon, and like a silhouette comes up. <laughs> he with, just like, gets like naked, and just like there's like glowing <laughs> rainbow colors. Like, oh, finally the color came to the movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like it would almost. It sounds weird, but I do think that it actually would have been better if he was just straight up like he turns turned into like scorpion power instead of there being like, oh hey, so, hey great 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 grandson, like I'm here to save yeah. the day. Grandpa's back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
That's how I felt. Then I'm like, oh, shit, they had the balls to kill a family. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. That means the family's got to be there to something we worry about in the next movie. I mean, uh, so now going to the positives, though. Yeah. Because uh, that's um, the thing. Is like, it's easy to kind of just, you know, go to that. But there is a lot of good stuff going on in this movie. It's just it's just that kind of thing where, like, it's weird where they kind of, where, where the boundaries kind of seem to lie. Well, like, Kano, for instance. Like, he was probably one of the most fleshed out characters in the movie. And he was really funny throughout the thing. Yeah, and plus, I feel, I said this before, but Kano's never really gotten enough screen time in either game or movie, so I actually kind of like that they sort of made him, like, a main character. Now, that wasn't Reptile they killed in the warehouse, that was just some r- no, random monster, that, right? No, I, I think that was, that, that, that was Reptile, and this is the weird thing about Reptile, like, as time has gone on, Reptile's become w- way more, like, animal-like. And I, I kind of like more when Reptile happens to be just kind of like Scorpion and Sub-Zero, where he's just another ninja. He just happens to have these reptilian powers. Like, you, and I know that seems it, but like, I feel like they've, they've made him just like such like a monster character. I mean, here he's like just, he's literally a full-on monster. He's just basically, um, what's his name? Uh, basically just Killer Croc. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, it, that part's really cool, though. I love when Kano, like, once they're done fighting him and everything and whatnot, and he just rips his heart out for the fatality and whatnot, and he's holding it, and he's just really enjoying it. And then one of my favorite parts in this entire movie, I kid you not, though, is, is afterwards he's sitting there, and he's drawing this, like, well-detailed sketch of him <laughs> killing a reptile, pulling his heart out. He's like, oh, I'm going to make a comic book later. So I'm making my, I'll fancy myself an artist, making myself a graphic novel. <laughs> like those are the small things he does too, where um, he says two things: you bear his shit, and you're almost out of it. Yeah, so it's just like it's like he doesn't like it, but it doesn't mean he's not gonna keep drinking it. <laughs> so it's like one well, of those ones, like like the Kano moments are all great and so on, like that the whole way through. I mean, I knew he was gonna turn on, like that that wasn't gonna be like one of those ones, like oh, I've cha- I've had a change of heart. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's also they, there's also the part where there's just a lot. It's just basically a lot of quick little one-liners, and there's the he's the character that kind of helps bring levity to it, but in a dark way, not the not like in a not like in a um, over the top kind of Ant Man and the Wasp kind of way. Um, where <laughs> there's like a, there's that part where Liu Kang says something like in the tournament, it, it like it's like oh not Liu Kang, it was was uh, Kung Lao. Kung Lao was mm-hmm. all like. I am the descendant of the other Kung Lao, da 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 da, the great warrior of light. He's like, the music's all epic. He's like, yeah, I never fucking heard of it. <laughs> just like, bro, like he's not impressed with anything. No, exactly. He's just one of those ones. And I even like, the, there's even like that moment where like, when Kano's battling Liu Kang for the first time, they're like, we need to do our training and so on. And I like, cause it felt like literally like if you brought a friend over and the first time someone was kind of playing Mortal Kombat and you just did the dick thing of just, tri- you know, doing the trip attack every single time. And he just mm. does it like three times where he's like, okay, well this time I'm going to jump. And then it just like, he jumps, he literally jumps like how it looks in the old Mortal Kombat games <laughs> and then gets tripped <laughs> again like I, I will say like there is some stuff in there that they definitely do that's like oh man they really got that to kind of look like actually how it looks in the game like it almost doesn't look as realistic in real life but like the fact that it, it looks like how it does in the game i think is kind of cool yeah yeah and they even have the whole bit like what, what was the other bit he had like where he they're trying they just kept on talking shit to him to the point where his eye lit up and he finally unleashed his power mm-hmm Oh, yeah, because they're, like, the dinner table, and, like, this shit has, like, Kung Lao. They also make, like, Liu Kang, like, a fucking dick, too, because I'm not used to him being, like, such, like, come on, guys, we're fucking trade a bunch of fucking pussies around here. It's like, Jesus, Liu Kang's got some attitude, like, for living in this cave with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the part where, um, he's like, okay, so what, what are the different powers? You get, like, fire hands, you get lasers, like... More than could be shit, like for his behalf, you know, just points at, like, no offense, man, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that seems like, I can't remember, it's like when they talks about, like, the, the coal boy, and, like, he gets hit by a hat. He's like, you were just beaten by a fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it almost kind of bums me out that Kano actually ends up dying in a way. I mean, I can, you kind of feel like it does because I'm like, almost like you could have, like, milked that character for a while. Like, he should have been the character that, like, sneaks off and gets away. Like, one of those characters that, you know, like, shit, I'm fucking out of here! You know, one of those yeah. ones so he can come back in the sequel. Well, I almost feel like, maybe you can tell me if I'm right or wrong here, but, I mean, people come back as, like, zombies and a lot, or, like, um, zombified versions or whatever. Yeah, I think there's a possibility they might do that with some of those characters. 
Well, they can always do that where they go down to like, um, like when they go to like the Nether Realm because they, you know, they 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 kind of just briefly mention that in this one. So the Nether Realm wasn't really there. But I feel like sometimes I feel if you mention all the realms at once, it might be kind of confusing to like a brand new audience member. I don't know. I just feel like well, put they it just kind of showed they showed scorpions standing by like a rock surrounded by fire. Yep, like oh, I'm over here. Yeah, because because then they go down there for like Quan Chi and all those kind of characters and so on. A lot of those guys end up they you know possess them all and then bring them back up. So it's almost I feel like that was more like a video game one. Like how do we get we killed this character off in the previous game? How do we bring him back? Uh, he went down to hell. He's now back as kind of like a zombie version. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, whoever works. Why were they did that? Because like one game, which I thought was dumb. Yeah, I guess it was a ballsy thing. It was like. Mortal Kombat is back, and it's back on the new generation of consoles. And then they're like, we kill Liu Kang off in the opening cutscene. Like, why? It's like, didn't you guys learn that, that was a bad idea from the second Mortal Kombat movie? You don't kill off your main character. That just makes people angry right off the, when you do it right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. And then, but I guess you have that whole back and forth, like, die, come back to life, eventually become a bad guy again and get fucked over and then become a good guy again. Yeah. Yeah, because that's always kind of how Mortal Kombat is. It's like the characters sort of rotate. Like, sometimes, you know, they can be good or bad just depending on the situation and just the different realms and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, no, like, overall, like, the whole way through, Kano, he, he's great. He just chews scenery. He's got all kinds of good scenes and so on. Um, I do feel like Sonya was done real well, too. Like She was good, yeah. Jax yeah. was good, too. Yeah, Jax is amazing, too. I, I'm glad that they kind of give Jax, you know, good big parts, too. Even, like... Because at first, you know, that's like the way that he loses his arms. Because, you know, he always loses it differently, it seems like, in each story. But, like, Sub-Zero, like, frees them off and then breaks them. And so... Yeah, uh, that was cool. I thought that was badass. And then, of course, the bunks find him later on. And they're like... I like well, I like when they first put arms on. They, like, put these, like, little weak-looking robot-like... Tainty little bitch arms. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those ones. I'm like, well, I know that that's going to change at some point. You know what I mean? But he's just got kind of these weak arms. The weird thing about it, though, I will have to say, though, is they have that... This Transformers is, moment with the arms. Well, yeah, that and it's just like because they because you know people have like the they have the Mortal Kombat insignia like you know not tattoo but a like birthmark kind of weird thing on there and for some reason that makes them the chosen one. Like, like I feel like that stuff. I, I it seems like a goofy way that somebody's trying to explain how the powers work in Mortal Kombat when I feel like no 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 it's just like Chinese mysticism kind of like you know. You, you don't ask why the powers work in Big Trouble in Little China, do you? No. They're yeah. just there. I, and I feel like someone wanted to try to make like a, a way that it was. It's like, well, you got this – you're the chosen mark for Earthrealm. And then, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's almost like that this weird thing that, like, you got to go through, like, the training and the trials. And once you get kind of beaten up enough, it's like you unlock your power, which that remind me just sort of felt like an X-Men thing right there, too. you got to go to, like, Professor Xavier Raiden and you know, he'll help you out. Well, they're both bald now, so yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I thought it was weird that, like, when Jax gets, like, his full arm, it's like, oh, it's like, it's his power? It's not just, like, robotics? Yeah. Because that was confusing to me, because it was just, like, his arms suddenly just get big, and they turn into, like, they, they, they transform into, like, these big Jax arms. I'm like, uh, I think we need a little bit of explanation on that one. Yeah, you because know, it's like once it's like okay, cool. He looks just like Jax now, but like it's just such a bizarre like choice because it's like because that's the thing in Mortal Kombat is like I feel that there's a it's got kind of two elements sort of going on in it. It's got there's the magic mysticism of like like you know the Far East, and then the other half of it seems to be is like super technology like almost robot Terminator kind of style like futuristic stuff because that's where all you start getting all like the robot ninjas and so on like Cyrax. You know, mm. and that's where I feel like that's sort of where Jax's arms kind of even like they're like the original part of that is he's got, you know, pure robot cyborg arms. So it's weird to make it like, oh, it's like some magical power robot arm thing. Yeah, well, anytime you can mix up magic and technology, it just feels a little weird a lot of times. But a uh, quick thing about the guy who played Jax. Do you know who uh, who else he played? No, I don't think so. He played Jimmy Olsen in Supergirl. Oh, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> that, you don't that, need fucking Superman. You got that guy walking around. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was just like, it's like, well, it's, well, I ain't taking this shit from Superman anymore. I'm going to get big and buff. <laughs> I ain't fucking Superman's pal no more. Superman's my fucking pal. He calls me on that little radio watch. Who's got the fucking mustache now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Clark calls. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Like, I could use some help with Lex Luthor. Fucking deal with it. Hangs up. <laughs> just imagine that, like, just Jimmy Olsen just gets the power instead and whatnot. Just be like, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just, like, at the very top. Or, like, Superman, Jimmy Olsen's pal. But just Jimmy Olsen's just huge fucking text. <laughs> just, I just like the idea of, like, you know, fucking... Just Jimmy Olsen, just, like, bench-pressing, like, in the dark, all the lights off, like, you know, like, like 400 pounds, listening to, like, Bad Brains or some shit. <laughs> you know? like, just, like, like, Superman's like, hey, Jimmy, like, the fuck you doing here, Cal? Like, oh. Oh, well, I was wondering if you wanted to, you know, uh, come on by and, you know, watch the Oscars with me. I was just thinking of something we could do together. L- Lois just gets up, still lifting and holding like the the, the bar over his head. <laughs> just drops it on the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looks makes hard eye contact. Like look a man in the eye when you talk to him. Like oh, oh okay, you know. Um, but uh, but even the other characters going in the Mortal Kombat too. Uh, like Cabal was actually he he looked really good. Like they made him look just like kind of like how he looks in the game. Um, I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of neat. But it's weird. It's got like a mix match. It reminds me of almost like um, what was X Men Apocalypse, where it's like you had like a couple of characters. It's like oh shit, like there's like you know Psylocke, Psylocke in her yeah. exact costume, looking exactly how she so- should. But then there's other characters that just you know, well, let's just put them in just kind of generic clothes, and you know, I mean, it's like I just feel like it's it's Mortal Kombat. Like go over the top. Like that's you, you don't need to kind of have it has that just that weird two thousands like let's ground it a little bit back in reality and so on and sometimes I feel like no 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 just 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 go the distance I feel like that's what this movie was just missing like I still really enjoyed it I still think it's got good action in it and so on but it just needs to go that extra distance that I feel like we're still stuck trying to make this like there's like this last hurdle that movies sort of need to make where they just finally just go the full distance whether it be like comic book movies or video game movies it's just like no no no. Just do exactly what's already been written down on screen for, you know, video games for the last 30 years, for comic books for the last 50-plus years. It's already dialed in as much as it can be. Like, I don't see why people need to always, like, change it up as, like, the way they feel. Did Natara, did she did she do anything before she got cut in half? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was cool that that character was in there because I'm like, that's a random-ass character from, like, the mid-Mortal Kombat game series of, like, the PS2 era. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. She's in there, but she literally just seemed to get taken out real quick. Yeah, well, it seemed like that. That also seemed like a very X-Men moment. Like, here's this character for a minute before we just off him. And like, I maybe she threw a few punches or kicks or something, but I thought she was just flying around and she was swooping in. That's where Kung Lao did his like his saw blade attack, which looked awesome, which was really cool, and the violence in that scene was awesome. But once again, one of those scenes where it only happens like. You could probably, the super gory scenes, you probably count on, like, one hand the amount of time it happens. Like, four times, maybe. You know, there's 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 her getting cut in half. There's Jax losing his arms. There's Melina's there's death. Melina's death. There's which, reptiles getting the heart ripped out. I guess reptile. And then, then there's the... I guess the, the, it's not the, a human, so it doesn't count. Not a real... Well, I guess, by, by that point, the heart thing seems so small. You know what I mean? By that point, like, I yeah, guess... Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, th- that would still make something, like, generally rated R. Yeah, and you got the guy, you got the the Jacks caving that dude's head in with the like the watermelon thing. Yeah, well, watermelon I mean, is head Goro in. gets chopped. I mean, there's quite a bit of action in there. I'd yeah. Say okay, yeah. There, there's, I feel like there's definitely more than like there's definitely more than ten pretty good violent scenes. Like the violence, I think, still really good. I think you know just the kung fu action and someone like that still kind of keeps up and so on. I mean, really, what I actually think is. Because, I guess I'm just thinking the gore you don't usually see in most martial arts movies. The, the, the level of gore of that, I mean. Yeah, you know, I mean, and just and then just even the regular just, like, fights. Like, you know, the things that, like, it's just funny how it's, like, at this point now, it's, like, if a guy doesn't get his, like, head sawed in half, you're like, well, it's not that violent. You know, like, yeah. I'm just, like, the straight up, you know, just the regular stabs and, like, cuts and bleeds and things like that. You know, it's, like, felt like, you know, like, 30 years ago, you would have been grateful for just those moments <laughs> in, in, like, something... But like now, it's almost like you need even more. But um, but no, I feel like you got quite a bit of that kind of going on in there, and so on. It is kind of weird though, also, is because as they kind of battle through everybody and so on, they, one they make Sub Zero kind of like the main villain of it. I guess he's supposed to be 
it almost has that feeling like they're going with like the the Justice League like 2017 version where it's like okay Steppenwolf is going to be like the guy you're going to bow towards the end but then uh, there's this other guy looming in the background because even Shang Tsung they don't it's kind of weird that he was there and this Raiden's just like get the fuck out of here I'm just going to teleport you and it's just like that's it like no no one's going to fight Shang Tsung no one's allowed in my clubhouse yeah like I would have realistically, I think what should have happened there is a bit like maybe like cause the way they sort of set it up it seemed like they didn't need to fight Shang Tsung for some weird reason, but they should have had okay Sub Zero battles, and then when Shang Tsung's there, because really Raiden really hasn't really thrown any punches for the most part, have Raiden fight Shang Tsung. That would have been kind of a cool way to finish the movie. Because make that the he final can't battle. interfere. He can't interfere with the. Uh, he he's not allowed to interfere with the actual fight. But if it's like a god against a god, then yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that because because a lot of the Mortal Kombat video games that's a lot of times how they end is is Raiden's always the last one you sort of play as, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like takes a man, it just, you know, a god man to do a boys you know where a boys can't do the job right. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say like I felt because it's like it has like that weird. It almost has this sounds weird. It has like that Street Fighter, the Sunny Chiba type ending where it's like okay, we're gonna get our final boss battle and so on. And then it's like, oh no, cut the credits. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> it did have. I, well, that, that's the thing. As I watched the movie, I assumed the the tournament was going to happen. But then, when you look at your watch, I'm like, well, not enough time probably to get to the tournament by this point. So you realize, but I think by the time um, Kano like fucked him over and let the let the portal the the, the vortex thing down or the the wall, yeah. by then I looked at the, how much time was left. Like, no, nah, they didn't get into this tournament. Yeah, it, well, and like what I was almost thinking was maybe they're gonna. This is almost like the pre-game kind of thing. They're getting sort of set up. I'm thinking that when it goes into the next movie, and, and we're thinking Shang Tsung's still there, so they obviously didn't defeat him. But I feel like the next one's almost gonna have sort of a Mortal Kombat two thing. So you're gonna have Shang Tsung there, and you're gonna have um, Shao Kahn. So I feel that's where maybe the tournament's gonna be the second one. They're probably building this up to like a trilogy, kind of like in a sense. Like, I heard they have four more lined up. Oh yeah, well, they, I think nowadays they just like pull numbers out of their butt anymore, just to like <laughs> say like they got a lot going. Press releases or whatever. Because I think because Disney's just been doing that, where they're like, "We got all this shit lined up," so I felt like, um, you know, Warner Bros. Like, "Oh well, we got shit lined up too." Don't don't, don't forget <laughs> about us. But um, but I feel like they're they're really trying to stretch it. You know, that's that's what they're going with. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I, I feel like um. I don't. Somebody said this, and I'm like, it's not a bad idea, but it's also kind of a ballsy idea. And granted, something else already tried it, but it didn't do a very good job of it. I almost think, and I'm not trying to like, you know, stretch it out and make a half-ass version, but I almost think like the idea of like making something where make, making a movie series where like, okay, this one it's going to focus on Luke Kane, and you get to. You, he, of course, interacts with other characters from Mortal Kombat, you know, mm-hmm. and the next one has an emphasis on, you know, like... like Sonya and Jax so- or something. Sonya and Jax, yeah. This one focuses on Scorpion, kind of like what the Scorpion movie did, the animated one, where the other characters are there, but has more of an emphasis on this guy. And then we get to the last one, which is the big tournament. So now, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. Granted, something kind of tried that, but did a horrible job, and that was... Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li, but yeah. if done right, I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, well, cause I think that because you could almost sort of, in a sense, this is the best way you could sort of do it. You could have almost like your ninja character like uh, movie, you know, and that would be like your Scorpion Sub-Zero, and that's where you could have like Noob Saibot and all those other kind of characters in there. You could have, and, and that one could be the one where it starts, in, you, you start showing the Nether Realm type stuff and whatnot. Then you can kind of have almost like your American military type characters with, you know, Jackson, Sonya, and all those kind of characters. And then you would have, you know, Liu Kang and his kind of like the, the Asian mysticism type, you know, section. And they all have to come together. I feel that would be kind of a neat one. You could probably even split it up even to two movies, even if need be, like each section, mm-hmm. and then they lead together. But, um,. But yeah, I mean, there's there's always so many ways you can kind of go about it, you know. I mean, I still will say in the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie, at least um, by doing it. I mean, this the way that they did it, kind of like it, it's different than the first one, but it definitely has like like the low, it has like just the almost like the lower budget feel. Like, okay, we got like we got the um, the Liu Kang's like you know Cave of Wonder. 
We got the the <laughs> UFC gym, which I will say I love. There's, there's a part because like you know they have that Sub Zero battle where they're at, like the UFC training gym with like the the guy who wishes he was like Mickey and Rocky, but. Um, there's a part like I love because after that battle it's like it's like the next day and there's like a guy like cleaning up blood or something on the ground and I just know that guy's like what the fuck happened here last night <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have give out keys to the gym you just don't know what people are gonna do at midnight someone's having some kind of like fight club thing happen here aren't they <laughs> yeah I just, that or an underground fuck club one or the other yeah exactly it's like one of those things there um I mean, that last scene in there does kind of lead in that, like, because they're like, oh, we need to go out and find new warriors because Raiden's just not satisfied with us, so, uh... <laughs> well, here's the thing about that last shot they show um, of, like, you know, of um, Johnny Cage, mm-hmm. the poster. There's a point, I think, where we would they'd have a tease for something, and we all get, oh, shit! But I think so many things have come up and then not got a sequel, so it's kind of like... Okay, all right, cool. I, mean, I wanted to get a sequel. I yeah. wanted to get a sequel because I, I honestly think that um, taking you know taking certain things into account and probably listening to a lot of the same criticism. I don't. I think we're saying a lot of the same criticism everyone's saying about the movie. Um, I think keeping those things in mind, I, I bet they would probably improve it upon the sequel. Well, that's the thing, though, is I feel this is one of those movies that, like, it, it, I'll say, it, it's a solid start. Like, is it perfect? No, it's not exactly perfect or anything like that. But it is a very solid start. You know, I feel that, like, the second one, if you just sort of worked with it more, you brought in more of the color, you kind of had just even more, like, you know, just a little bit more, like, costumes and elements of the characters and whatnot, bring in the tournament and really go with it and don't have that kind of like let's keep it kind of safe and grounded in reality and just go for it just go for it in the second one i think that you could turn this ship just to being like oh shit they made just a pure amazing movie because once again at the end of the day like i mean like you know just taking it as what it is like not trying to be the armchair director or anything like that it is still a pretty solid fun movie like i will say at the end of the day it's probably better than a lot of other video game movies better than a lot of comic book movies out there like it is still pretty good. It's just one of those ones, like, it's, it's, as you said earlier, like, if this came out, like, in 2007, you would have been like, oh, it's, like, it's practically perfect. Because at that time period, you would have been like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe it's not Mortal Kombat, the original one, but shit, look at all that violence and, you know, stuff. But I feel by nowadays, it just seems like, can't we just get, like, can we just finally get our full ver? I feel like that's what we're always waiting for. We're waiting just for the full version. And it's always like we're getting still like the kind of like just a little bit diluted. Like it's like they, it's like no, don't 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 give the kids full juice yet. Put, still put twenty five percent water in there. You know what I mean? We don't we don't want them to get all hopped up and sugary. You know what I mean? Just like if they, if they get too excited because the movie was just perfect, they're just gonna be running out of the theaters like with their cocks in their hands. You know, just like animals. Oh, that must be the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Parade of kids running out with their cocks in their hands. They're kids. Well, um, how old are those kids? They're, they're like thirty-five years old. Well, well, yeah, but they're 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 run out to the streets like the old Mortal Kombat ad, just shouting Mortal Kombat up into the air like maniacs. But now they got their cocks in their hands for some reason. They're reliving their childhoods. They say, which leaves which leaves a lot of questions about what happened in their childhood. But, um, <laughs> uh, the thing about I'll, I'll say because you say that it's overall a pretty good movie and it's not perfect. I didn't even think it was a pretty good movie. I just thought it was an okay movie and. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, though, I don't want this series to end because I want it to get better. And I think it has the potential to be better because there is just a lot of mistakes, a lot of things and cliches this movie does, which I think most movies are past. I think most adaptations are beyond, like, you know, the the, the Avatar surrogate character that's not part of this franchise. The, mm-hmm. the thing with, like... Oh, here's Scorpion! Finally, aren't you like you know pretending? But it's like you could have he could have been there the whole time, or he could have been Scorpion, or some other shit. I don't know. You know, it's just one of those yeah. things that I did not hate the movie. I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I hope the sequel is better. So I want the next. I want this movie to do good, just so we have a chance at a sequel. You know. Well. This is also the most important part of this movie more than anything else at the end of the day. And this kind of goes along with um, that new Marvel one coming out, the um, the Shao, Shaolin. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is because, I mean, granted, okay, you, obviously this isn't like in theaters in California, but if you're like everywhere else, you probably can see this. I feel Mortal Kombat and Shang-Chi 
are there going to be the ones that, um, if those movies do kind of good, this could be a great resurgence of um, martial arts movies. Because the thing about the Mortal Kombat movie, oh, the Mortal Kombat movie just has to do good. It doesn't have to be the greatest movie ever. As long as it just mostly makes money and overall people are still at least enjoying it, which I feel like it probably will have. There's always going to be like the negative Nancys out there. There's like, it's the worst thing ever. But beyond that, like as long as you kind of go like, hey, okay, it wasn't perfect, but it was still fun and it still had good action and so on, and it still makes money, this could finally get those martial art movies coming back to America. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for, too. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I think Shang-Chi has a... Because that one... That, that trailer uh, looked... That, that looked like the best Marvel trailer I've seen in a long time. Well, it's like... It's like, you know, they... <laughs> I mean, the the action, there's a part where he's on, like, the, the Muni, and he jumps up and kicks two guys in different directions at the same time, and you can tell it's not CG, at least if it is CG, they did a good job of hiding it, so, you know, um, I don't know, I just want, and plus they're using the Mandarin, who, like, the real Mandarin from Iron Man yeah. is the villain, so it's like, oh shit, they're actually bringing in the real Mandarin, alright, cool. Yeah, no, cause, uh, like, that one, when I, when I saw that trailer, when you sent that over, I was like, oh. This looks so much better. This is almost like one of the best-looking Marvel trailers. I hope I don't get... I hope it's not one of those ones where I get myself too amped for it, and then it turns out to be kind of like, oh, it's like Ant-Man and the Wasp or something like that. But, um... Well, I know we're more DC fans, but I'll say lately Marvel has been doing pretty good with the movies as far as for me, but... There is, like, you know, you get your occasional Ant-Man and the Wasp or your, uh... Well, because I remember, your... I, I was getting pumped for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think that was my main reason that going into there. I was just like, oh, God, that's like one of the worst Marvel movies. Oh, God, I hate to say that because I love Wasp and Ant-Man, but, you know. But that one, though, just because, I mean, I'm more excited for that movie just because, yeah, it's a Marvel movie, so it's probably going to be good. But at the same time, I want to see a big-budget martial large scale martial arts movie again which i have not seen i think the last big the, the actually the last big one i saw in theaters was um the like uh, uh man with the iron fist but yeah, well there's that before, one and then the other one was um the, the the bruce lee one the um oh yeah the 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 uh, the uh, what was it about the, another another thing where the guy he meets the two different he meets Bruce Lee and the other guy yeah um oh Wong Jackman or whatever Wong Jackman yeah that and that Who's movie the, was amazing too I, I saw that in theaters and obviously nobody else did because I was the only one in there <laughs> but well, uh, there's also there's also but the, 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 before that I think because even then they were still coming out very sparingly I want to say even before then it was like Fearless is the last big one. I remember coming out of the theaters, and that was some time between... That was a long, long time between... I mean, I know there's probably th- other things between here and there, but I yeah. remember Fearless being the last big Jet Li movie to see in theaters that where he was the main character. Well, and f- the thing about Fearless that makes it... It's a little bit different than the other two, even, is that Fearless was a full Chinese movie, where the other two were kind of like... Well, they, they still, like, you know, they're made in English and everything like that. They're almost like American Kung Fu movies. So it's like we don't even get, like, those imported Chinese movies coming to the theaters, like... Yeah, it's it's like one of those ones. It's like we need that like new resurgence because that was almost the thing. Is like you know when it, it's kind of weird because I feel like that it was kind of like a build up even in the nineties, and this all ties in the Mortal Kombat, I guess, because you know I feel like the fighting games and just sort of like the you know kids into kind of martial arts of that time period built up to bring in Jackie Chan over to Rush Hour, and from Rush Hour on, we just get this. We have this golden age of like martial arts movies coming back over to America seen them in theaters and turns into Jet Li's run turns into um, a couple others you know so on it it sort of peters out pretty much about right after Fearless not saying there's not a couple here and there but you know what I mean that's kind of about the end of that run was Unleashed before or after Fearless I don't remember I I thought that was before because I want to say that's yeah, we were in high school and Unleashed came out, so yeah, it had to be before. Yeah, yeah so, so it's just one of those ones. I'm just wait, waiting for that next one. I mean, Tony Jaw ones because like some of those were in theaters, but not very many. Yeah, Ung Back got a minimal, got, got a, like a small release. Because I just remember like the, the Elephant Protector or whatever. Like they had the trailers, but they didn't really show it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that I felt like that was the beginning of the end right there. Is like we we know we got the trailer going for you. We're gonna get you all amped and excited, but then we're gonna pull the movie at the last second. So hopefully both Mortal Kombat and Shang-Chi 
can kind of get that in the full swing again. Yeah, so that's that's like the main thing I think about this, if anything. Like that's why you almost should support the Mortal Kombat movie because I feel like it's only going to lead to better things as far as martial arts flicks go. It's one of those ones. If this movie, I feel like it's one of those ones. If this movie and Shang Chi just kind of do okay. There it goes. That's it. Another ten plus years, maybe we'll have till someone might think that will work again. And mm-hmm. by that point, we might not even have theaters anymore. So you never know. <laughs> we all futuristic and stuff. We'll be walking around. We'll have movie theaters like imported into our brains. So we just have to lay back and just go. And next thing you know, the screen appears, but nobody else can see it but us. We'll just have to ghost in the shell. It. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to turn into. So, but um, but yeah. Overall, I think it's. De- I think that definitely the Mortal Kombat. It's worth the watch. I I I don't think it's one of those ones like. I don't think it's going to make anybody so angry that they're going to, like... I mean, there's somebody out there who will be, because there's just those people, but I think it's still, like, it's still fun and enjoyable. It's not like a Dragon Ball Z, um... It's not a Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, it's God not no, Dragon Ball Evolution. That's that, that's what I was kind of getting at. It's like, you know, it's it's still pretty <laughs> solid all in all. It just has some weird choices. and That's almost how I feel. It has weird choices that almost could probably easily be sort of just rendered slightly different and like hey there we go now we're all back to normal but whatever i mean if the next movie went out of their way and so like what happened to cole oh he died off screen like oh that's fine <laughs> what, what did he do well he slipped on a banana peel and fell back and hit like the back of his head on the stairs and that's <laughs> on his way on his way to go meet johnny cage actually actually right as he was leaving that gym <laughs> yeah you know or whatnot but um but yeah just get to the next one and i i think it'll all work out from there just, just gotta believe, you know, and everything, everything will, everything will be fine. But um, yeah, check out Mortal Kombat. Beyond all that good fun stuff, you can always go to oldmanorange.com. Podcast, comic books like Pizza Boys, all our animations, and all that other fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Hey, we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.